What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Coming up this hour. Panic eases as doubts surface over whether Russia fired a rocket into Poland. Donald Trump makes it official, announcing a run for president again. Wall Street holds tight for fresh data on retail sales. And inflation in the U.K. hits a fresh 41-year high. It's going to cost more for a cab ride in New York, plus... And liftoff of Artemis 1. NASA begins its quest to return to the moon. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stashauer in sports. A road win for the Knicks, a road loss for the Nets. The Devils stay hot, and a free agent is staying with the Yankees. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow. I'm Nathan Hager. Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by BNY Mellon's Pershing. Learn why the world's most sophisticated wealth management and institutional firms rely on Pershing to help them improve profitability, create efficiency, attract talent, and manage risk at Pershing.com. U.S. stock index futures are on the rise this morning. It is 601 on Wall Street. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures up seven points. Dow futures up 67. NASDAQ futures up nine. Ten-year Treasury down 430 seconds. Yield 3.78 percent. Yield on the two-year 4.35 percent. And NYMEX crude oil is up a quarter percent or 23 cents at $87.14 a barrel. Nathan. Karen, we want to get you the latest on the rocket strike now that killed two people in Poland, just over the border from Ukraine. Some leaders initially suggested Russia was behind the attack, but President Biden is urging caution. There is preliminary information that contests that. I don't want to say that till we completely investigate, but it's unlikely in the minds of the trajectory that it was fired from Russia, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. President Biden spoke from the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia. Bloomberg's Rosalind Matheson is there and has more on the situation. It seems that there are doubts growing that, in fact, it was even potentially a rocket that was fired by Russia from Russia. Um, and, of course, there are questions about whether it was, in fact, uh, something that might have been deflected by Ukrainian anti-missile defences, or indeed, if it was from Russia, perhaps it was a misfire and unintentional. Either way, the message very clearly coming from leaders here, be they from Europe, the US, uh, or the Turkish President uh, Erdogan a short time ago, is that they don't think this needs to uh, sort of escalate tensions directly with Russia. Bloomberg's Roz Matheson reports President Biden's pledging his full support for Poland's investigation into the rocket strike. Behind the scenes, sources say Biden's telling allies the blast was likely caused by Ukraine's air defense systems. Still, Nathan, there's no confirmation on the exact source of the blast. NATO ambassadors are meeting in Brussels for emergency talks to weigh their response. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper is making the case for bolstering Ukraine's air defenses. Think about how far this Russian missile would have had to travel across Ukraine to pass into the Polish border. 
uh, th- there were numerous opportunities to shoot this thing down. Wow. And so I think we it, it, it's a call to accelerate the provision of air defenses to Ukraine as well. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper spoke with our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew late yesterday on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio. And just quickly, passing along this red headline, Poland says nothing suggests the missile hit was an intentional attack. Let's turn to politics back home in the U.S. now because a familiar face is front and center this morning. Former President Donald Trump has officially entered the 2024 race for the White House. Amy Morris has more from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. His campaign filed the paperwork just minutes before Donald Trump announced his candidacy and a third run for the White House. My fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Trump made the announcement as many Republicans are moving away from him, many in the party asking him to wait until after the Senate race is settled in Georgia. As many Trump-endorsed candidates in the midterms were rejected by voters. Trump claimed America will decline unless he's reelected. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. While Trump may have wanted to freeze out other Republicans eyeing a presidential run, Republican strategists believe potential challengers are now emboldened. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. We turn to the economy now, where we get a key reading on retail sales this morning. Forecasts fall for a gain of 1% in October. Bloomberg economics correspondent Michael McKee has more. The headline change in retail sales for October is likely to be misleading. Gasoline prices were up, adding to sales, and many in Florida were replacing hurricane-damaged cars. It's core retail sales, excluding gas, cars, and building materials, that will matter. And their economists are anticipating a slowdown. Gains at department stores, food stores, and general merchandise stores will be boosted by inflation rather than increased purchases. Redbook Research reported a soft weekly sales index. And the New York Fed reports Americans are turning from savings to credit cards to keep spending, which is likely unsustainable. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Mike. That retail sales report will be one of many the Fed is watching. Fed Vice Chair for Supervision Michael Barr cautions the economy will surely take a hit as the central bank confronts high inflation. Inflation right now is far too high. I think that it's the case that we're going to see significant softening in the economy. Fed Vice Chair for Supervision Michael Barr spoke at the Senate Banking Committee in Washington. Meantime, across the pond, Nathan, inflation also a focus. Prices in the U.K. have now hit a 41-year high. We get the details from Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden in London. It's been driven by gas and electricity prices. That is the biggest contributor, despite the government's support. But it's also food. That's the second biggest contribution. Also housing and household services. And our economists at Bloomberg Economics say the Bank of England isn't likely to take its foot off the brake in terms of interest rate rises until services inflation drops back towards its long-term average. Bloomberg's Lizzie Burden reports the U.K.'s Consumer Prices Index for October rose at an annual rate of at 11.1 percent. In corporate news this morning, Karen, Elon Musk is in the spotlight again. The Washington Post is reporting Musk told Twitter employees they either have to commit to a new hardcore Twitter or they should leave. The paper says employees have to click a link to confirm commitment to the new Twitter by tomorrow. If they don't, they'll receive three months of severance pay. And now the latest on the collapse of FTX, Nathan. Bloomberg News has learned authorities in the U.S. and the Bahamas are discussing possibly bringing Sam Bankman-Fried to the U.S. for questioning. Sources say the conversations between officials in the two countries have intensified in recent days as they probe his role in the implosion of cryptocurrency firm FTX. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, and this is Bloomberg. 
Thanks, Karen. 607 on Wall Street, 42 degrees in Central Park, going to the low 50s today. Got a crash southbound FDR Drive at 63rd Street. Michael Barr's here with what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. A taxi ride is going to cost you a hail of a lot more. New York City cab riders will see a 23% increase in metered fares. It's the first hike since 2012 following a vote from the city's taxi and limousine commission. The TLC also says passengers will also face an increase in rush hour and overnight surcharges and airport flat rates. The increases will also affect per mile and per minute rates for Uber and Lyft and are expected to go into effect before year end. The battle for Republican leadership in the next session continues. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter reports. Senator Rick Scott has told fellow GOP senators he will challenge Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to be leader of the party in the chamber next year. And he immediately made the debt limit his keystone issue for the moment, saying it can't be done until Democrats agree to federal spending cuts. McConnell says he has the votes to remain Senate GOP leader. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy has won preliminary support of the GOP to be House Speaker. He will need to get a majority of the votes in the House to be elected in the new term. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. A judge in New York dismissed a lawsuit by Mary Trump, who alleged her uncle, the former president, and his siblings schemed to siphon money from her share of the family business. The judge said her claims were barred by releases she had previously signed with members of her family. It's the second legal victory for former President Trump in as many days after a federal judge dismissed a lawsuit by his one-time fixer, Michael Cohen. Mary Trump's attorney vowed to appeal. The U.S. is heading back to the moon. NASA launched its first Artemis rocket overnight from Cape Canaveral, Florida. And liftoff of Artemis 1. We rise together. Back to the moon and beyond. The unmanned multi-billion dollar rocket mission will go around the moon and back. If successful, it will eventually return astronauts to the moon for the first time since Apollo ended in 1972. Global news, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg Nathan. Thank you, Michael. 6.09 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Here's John Stashow. All right, Nathan. The Knicks and Nets are both out west. A win for the Knicks as they began a challenging five-game trip. They beat Utah 118-111. Jalen Brunson, 25 points with eight assists, and the Knicks rebound from that horrific defensive outing and that loss this past Sunday. Speaking of horrific defense, most points the Nets have ever allowed. Sacramento shot 60%. The Kings won 153-121. to 121. Terrence Davis came in averaging six points a game. He scored 31. Make it 10 straight wins for the Devils. Two goals for Jack Hughes and a 5-1 win at Montreal. St. John's now 3-0. 91-74 at home over Central Connecticut. There was a big doubleheader in Indianapolis. Kansas beat Duke after Michigan State upset Kentucky in double overtime. Also, Colgate for the second straight year won at Syracuse. A Yankee free agent slugger staying with the team. It's not Aaron Judge. We don't know yet about him, but Anthony Rizzo who hit not 62, but 32 home runs. Has a new two-year deal, $40 million guaranteed. The Mets' Buck Showalter, named National League Manager of the Year. It was a close vote. He's now won four times with four different teams. Former Giants great Eli Manning was on Bloomberg Radio yesterday to discuss his private equity group. He also weighed in on the surprising success of his former team. 
Daniel Jones is playing great. Saquon's running, you know, yeah. running hard. Defense is playing well. So, and, and, the, and the most important thing, they're finding ways to win close games, and they're finding ways to close games out. And that's something we haven't been able to do for a while. And and what that does, it also just prepares you for late in the year. You're gonna have these close games. Can you win them? They're 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 kind of tried and tested. And uh, I think it's gonna be a good run. Giants are seven and two. They're home Sunday for Detroit. John Stash, now Bloomberg Sports. Nathan. Yeah, we'll have more on Eli Manning's private equity run later this hour on Bloomberg Daybreak, so stick around for that. S&P futures right now are little change to the upside. Dow futures up 22 points. NASDAQ futures have turned a bit lower now, down 16 points. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Sports was brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Karen Moscow, and we're watching these headlines across the Bloomberg this morning with sources telling Bloomberg Novartis is weighing sales of non-core assets as it seeks to raise money to invest in cutting-edge medicines. The Swiss pharmaceutical giant is said to be in the early stages of considering options for its ophthalmology and respiratory units. Meanwhile, S&P futures this morning are now little changed, giving up their gains. Dow futures little changed as well, and so are NASDAQ futures, which are now uh, leaning lower, down about 11 points. Right now, the DAX in Germany down about nine tenths of a percent. Ten year Treasury down four thirty seconds, yield three point seven eight percent. They yield on the two year four point three six percent. Nymex crude oil is up a quarter percent or twenty two cents at eighty seven dollars fourteen cents a barrel. Comex gold up half percent or nine dollars ten cents at seventeen eighty five ninety an ounce. The euro, 1.0426 against the dollar. British pound, 1.1913. The yen, 139.39. And Bitcoin this morning down nine-tenths of a percent at $16,700. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. President Joe Biden and key European leaders are urging caution after a rocket struck a Polish village just over the border from Ukraine, killing two people. However, there are doubts whether Russia was to blame. According to officials familiar with the matter, Biden told allies in Bali that the explosion was caused by Ukrainian air defenses, but was ultimately sparked by the Russian missile barrage on Ukraine. We'll have more on this story in a few moments. Former President Trump announced last night that he is formally launching his 2024 bid for the White House. The U.S. is heading back to the moon for the first time in five decades. NASA successfully launched the Artemis mission overnight from Florida. In the NBA, the Knicks won, the Nets lost. In the NHL, the Devils won their 10th straight. The Capitals lost. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts, more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg Nathan. Thanks, Michael. It's 619 on Wall Street, live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. And let's get more now on this rocket strike into Poland. Bloomberg News White House editor Alex Wayne is joining us now, live from Bali, Indonesia, part of our team covering the G20 Summit. Uh, in Bali. Alex, it's great to speak with you as always. And it does sound, uh, yeah. based on the reporting we're hearing, that uh, consensus is building that Russia wasn't at least directly uh, responsible uh, for this strike. What's the latest you can tell us? Yeah, but let's be clear. This wouldn't have happened if Russia were in the middle of 
Ukraine and fighting a war against well, attacking its neighbor, barraging civilian power facilities with with missiles. Um, this is this is I would say this is directly pulled from Russia. I heard this where this missile came from. But that said, um, what happened here was this this morning. Um, Morning here in Indonesia, uh, we woke up to find that um, a missile landed in Poland. Um, it caused uh, quite a quite a fuss here at the G20. The president President Biden held an emergency meeting at his hotel where he um, gathered uh, U.S. allies to talk about what had happened. They pledged support for Poland as it investigates the incident. Um, but fairly quickly, they determined that uh, it seems that uh, the missile was not an actual piece of Russian ordnance, but was rather Ukrainian. Missile that was probably fired at a Russian cruise missile. All right. So, uh, from what I'm hearing, uh, apologies for the quality of the line there from Bali, Indonesia, but uh, it sounds as though uh, yeah. Ukrainian air defenses are uh, at least uh, being uh, seen as uh, having some kind of responsibility for this. What kind of response could that mean uh, from the U.S. and NATO? It seems pretty clear that you, the U.S. and NATO are, are, are trying to avoid escalation here with the Russians. Um, there, there's been a lot of criticism of Russia for these missile strikes on, on Ukrainian uh, civilian infrastructure around the country. Uh, Russia particularly seems to have stepped up the intensity of these attacks during the G20. Um, President Biden seems to be pretty offended by that. Um, so there's, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no effort to hold Ukraine accountable for this. This was Ukraine trying to defend itself. Um, so it, it remains to be seen what they made. With Russia. Russia has any responsibility for this at all, although obviously it would happen unless they were attacking Ukraine. Right. Uh, Bloomberg's uh, Alex uh, Wayne joining us live from Bali, Indonesia, our White House editor, again, part of our uh, team covering the G20 summit in Bali. And again, the very latest we're hearing uh, from the U.S. uh, President Biden, now from Polish President Andrzej Duda, after consultations with allies saying there are no indications that the rocket that hit their territory yesterday was an intentional attack by Russia. Uh, Duda is saying that most likely, quote, this was an unfortunate accident, that the missile was probably part of Ukraine's air defenses. Uh, but we're going to continue monitoring developments as well as what NATO's potential response to this could be as the war in Ukraine continues. Stay with Bloomberg Radio uh, for the very latest. Uh, want to turn it over to Karen Moscow. Let's get a market check, Karen. How are things looking now? All right, Nathan, thank you. While we continue to watch futures this morning, they have been giving up some of their gains. S&P futures still on the rise, though, up about five points. Dow futures now up 46, and NASDAQ futures, little change. The DAX in Germany is down about eight-tenths of a percent. The 10-year Treasury is down 4.30 seconds. The yield 3.78% right now. And the yield on the two-year, 4.36%. Also watching the 30-year yield at 3.97%. NYMEX crude oil is moving higher up four-tenths of a percent, or 37 cents at $87.29 a barrel. And COMEX Gold up half percent. It's up $9 at $17.85.80 an ounce. The euro this morning, 1.0422 against the dollar. British pound, 1.1906. And the yen is at 139.44. Bitcoin at $16,700. It is 6.23 on Wall Street. The following is an editorial from Bloomberg Opinion. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. Investors have been celebrating recent inflation data, which showed both consumer and producer prices rising by less than expected in October. But don't get carried away by a single month's numbers. It's too soon to be sure that the pace of monetary tightening can be safely scaled back. 
New supply-side shocks would change everything, and Congress has to avoid throwing a wrench into the works. And before the Federal Reserve makes its next interest rate decision in December, it will have another inflation report and new labor market data to consider. For the moment, then, investors would be wise to rein in their joy. The fight to control inflation has a long way to go. This editorial was written by the Bloomberg Editorial Board. For more Bloomberg Opinion, please go to Bloomberg.com slash opinion or OPIN Go on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg Opinion. And Bloomberg Opinion editorials can be heard every weekday. Terminal customers can read more at OPIN Go. And again, futures are leaning higher but have been giving up their gains. And Bloomberg Daybreak continues. This is Bloomberg. And Bloomberg Daybreak is brought to you by Anshin Accountants and Advisors, the right fit tax and accounting firm that you need to succeed. Visit them at Anshin.com slash VIP to learn more. That's Anshin.com slash VIP. Broadcasting live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studio in New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. We are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. Time for the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Interactive Brokers Bond Marketplace access their vast selection of over 1 million global fixed income securities with no markups or built-in spreads and low transparent commissions. Learn more at ibkr.com slash bonds. Up first, we begin the rocket strike that killed two people in Poland just over the border from Ukraine. World leaders are trying to determine if Russia attacked NATO territory. However, President Biden says at the G20 summit it's unlikely the missile was fired from Russia. We agreed to support Poland's investigation into the explosion in rural Poland near the Ukrainian border. And I'm going to make sure we figure out exactly what happened. Sources tell President Biden, or sources say that President Biden is telling allies the blast was caused by Ukraine air defense systems. Yeah, Poland's president saying that now as well, Karen. But last night, Ukraine's president, Vladimir Zelensky, called the strike an escalation. Hitting missiles on NATO territory? This is a Russian missile attack on collective security. This is a very significant escalation. Ukraine's Vladimir Zelensky also called for an end to the war in an address to G20 leaders. Well, Nathan, there's still no confirmation on the exact source of the blast. NATO ambassadors are meeting in Brussels for emergency talks on the situation. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper, too, is preaching caution. My suspicion is that this was an accidental firing uh, caused by either poor targeting or a malfunction by one of the Russian missiles. We need to go through a deliberate process, investigate it out, and come to the facts. Former Defense Secretary Mark Esper spoke to our Washington correspondent Joe Matthew on Bloomberg Sound On. Catch the show weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio. Back here in the U.S., Karen, politics is front and center with a familiar name back in the spotlight. Former President Donald Trump's made an announcement many already knew was coming. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. And former President Trump was without several key allies during that announcement, including his daughter Ivanka Trump. 
And let's turn to the economy now, where we get the latest U.S. retail sales figure this morning. Forecasts are calling for a gain of 1% in October. We're also watching shares of Target. They are falling 14%. This is after its third quarter profit missed analyst estimates, and it adjusted its guidance for the year. And we're going to be following those shares as well throughout the morning. That's the five things you need to know to start your day. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers. And your top stories, local news. Straight ahead, this is Bloomberg. All right, thanks, Karen. 633 on Wall Street. We're at 42 degrees in Central Park. Still got a crash on the southbound FDR Drive. We'll tell you more in traffic. First, Michael Barr with what else is going on in New York and around the world. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. It's going to cost more for a New York City cab ride. The city's taxi and limousine commission voted to increase fares by 23%. The TLC says passengers will also face an increase in rush hour and overnight surcharges and airport flat rates. Drivers sought higher fares amid inflation and labor scarcity. Senator Rick Scott will challenge Mitch McConnell for the chamber's top Republican leadership post during a closed-door meeting today. Meanwhile, rules will change now that House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy is poised to become the next House Speaker. McCarthy spoke at a news conference last night alongside other incoming members of the GOP leadership team. The one thing you'll learn is, as my opportunity to be Speaker, is the House is going to change. No longer is all the power going to rest the way Nancy had it. Um, No more proxy voting. Steve Scalise will likely be majority leader, and Congresswoman Elise Stefanik was elected to a second term as GOP conference chair. Stefanik said her party did quite well in her state. I particularly am proud being from the state of New York. We picked up four seats in New York State, flipping blue districts to red, and we will have a tremendous Republican conference in the 118th Congress. Congresswoman Stefanik. A federal appeals court issued a temporary stay on a lower court judge's order that scaled back enforcement of New York's new gun law. The stay from the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals comes days after a U.S. district judge declared multiple portions of the law unconstitutional. New York lawmakers rewrote the state's handgun laws this summer after a Supreme Court ruling invalidated New York's old system for granting permits to carry handguns. NASA's new moon rocket has blasted off with three test dummies aboard overnight from Cape Canaveral. These watchers were in awe. It was really bright. Like, it looked like the sun was rising. Sounded like an earthquake was going off. The Florida launch brings the U.S. a big step closer to putting astronauts back on the moon for the first time in 50 years. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, Nathan. Michael, thanks. 6.35 on Wall Street. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update brought to you by Tri-State Audi with John Stashauer. Thanks, Nathan. The Knicks have hit the road. Didn't play well in their last game at the Garden. You have 145 points in that loss to Oklahoma City. But they began the five-game trip with a win at Utah, 118-111. Jalen Brunson scored 25 points. Cam Reddish pitched in with 19. Knicks are 7-7. Seven and seven. They play again tonight, this time in Denver. The Nets lost in Sacramento, 153-121. to 121. That's the most points the Nets have ever allowed. Hottest team in hockey, the Devils, made it 10 straight wins, 5-1 at Montreal. College Hoops, St. John's won. Kansas beat Duke. That's the first loss for Duke's new coach, John Shire. Michigan State upset Kentucky, double overtime. Anthony Rizzo staying with the Yankees, new two-year deal. There's $40 million guaranteed. Rizzo just hit 32 home runs. He is very close 
with Aaron Judge. The Yanks are talking contract with Judge. Owner Hal Steinbrenner said he recently met with him one-on-one. Buck Showalter's first manager of the year award was with the Yankees back in 1994, the strike year. He then won with Texas and Baltimore, and now he's won the NL award with the Mets in a close vote. Cleveland's Terry Francona won in the AL for the third time. A new stadium is going to be built in New York City, a 25,000-seat soccer stadium near City Field in Queens. It'll be used by the MLS team NYCFC. Expected to be ready in 2027. John Stash, Taylor, Bloomberg Sports. Nathan. All right, John, thanks. Meantime, former Giants quarterback Eli Manning continues to expand his post-football career. He signed on with a private equity firm, Brand Velocity Group. That's in addition to his wildly popular Manning cast with brother Peyton on ESPN Monday Night Football. Eli Manning talked about it all with Bloomberg's Matt Miller and Paul Sweeney. Sitting on my couch, watching football, making fun of my brother. Like, that sounds like a good job. Like, and you're like, pay me for it? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I know I went to Ole Miss, but I, I know a good deal when I see one. And so that was the idea. And really, you know, just saying, hey, what would it be like if Peyton and I were in your living room watching the game? How would we watch it? You know, we're not going to talk about the first and ten run for two yards and tell you where the running back went to college. Like, we don't know that answer. We don't know where he went to college. And, and you probably don't care either. So let's uh, bring in some guests. Have it fun. We'll talk some X's and O's, tell you what's going through the quarterback's mind right now. What, you know, how should they handle this situation? Have Peyton call 67 timeouts, you know, when Denver needs to call a timeout. That's and right. so, you know, it's really just kind of uh, having fun and in a different way to watch the game. Former Giants quarterback Eli Manning talking there with Matt Miller and Paul Sweeney on Bloomberg Radio. Can hear more from Matt and Paul every weekday, 10 a.m. Wall Street time. Catch their full interview with Eli Manning this weekend on the Bloomberg Business of Sports Show. 6.38 on Wall Street. Now it's time to take a look at stocks. Some of the names moving in the pre-market with Bloomberg Radio and TV markets correspondent Creedy Gupta. And Creedy, we got to start with Target after a big earnings miss. This is a stock that just can't catch a break, Nathan. It seems TGT is your ticker. Shares are down about 13% in the pre-market. This comes after they come out with some earnings that really suggested consumers pulling back on their spending in recent weeks, sapping sales and profits. Uh, this is, of course, coming after Walmart numbers yesterday where you actually did have a much stronger consumer. So this almost feels like at this point a target specific story given even mm. Home Depot had these massive sales and profits piece. But take a look at what else they're saying. They're looking to cut at least two billion dollars in costs over the next three years. That is wow. going to be a major story when it comes to the retail sector. Well the question that comes to mind is does that mean layoffs? We've been really talking about this in the tech sector. Will that then spill over to the retail sector? But remember, they did say over the next three years. So that's going to be a really crucial question. It's not the only retailer, though, that came out uh, with some numbers. Lowe's as well is the one you want to keep an eye on. L-O-W is the ticker there. Shares are actually up about 3%. And Lowe's actually came out with some good numbers as well. And this actually comes in line with what Home Depot suggested yesterday that they actually came out with an earnings beat and a boost to their full year outlook. In fact, they actually raised their full year outlook. That's how confident they are about the holiday shopping period. So out of the four retailers, Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, and Target, Target is really the one lagging. You can see the shares, Nathan, punished quite a bit in the pre-market.
Yeah, certainly are. Thanks for this. As always, Bloomberg Radio and TV Markets correspondent Kriti Gupta taking a look at stocks as a whole this morning, starting to move just a little bit lower, trading little changed right now with S&P futures down a point. Dow futures are little changed. NASDAQ futures are down, but only by about 14 points. Ten-year treasuries down 3.30 seconds. The yield 3.78%. Yield on the two-year right now, 4.36%. And uh, let's just take a look at Bitcoin on the session, down 1% right now, $16,720. Stay with us. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. Bloomberg Sports is brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Target shares falling this morning, and U.S. stock index futures are now little change. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call, and here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning. And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are quiet right now. Dow futures higher by four points. S&Ps are little changed, and NASDAQ futures are lower by 11. The U.S. 10-yield at 3.78%. Gold is up three. Oil is little changed. And Bitcoin is trading lower by 1%. Hong Kong fell half a percent overnight, while European markets are in the red this morning. And back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8.30 retail sales. And at 10 o'clock, business inventories and the housing market index. Regarding those earnings this morning, you mentioned Target. Stock is down. 15% after warning U.S. shoppers are pulling back, hitting profits, but low sales and earnings beat estimates. In deal news, Estee Lauder agreed to acquire Tom Ford at a valuation of $2.8 billion. And in other news, Poland said that nothing indicates yesterday's missile hit was an intentional attack. Wrapping things up, Medtronic was cut to hold at Deutsche Bank. Home Depot was cut to mark a perform over at Raymond James. Live from the First of Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? All right, Bill, thank you. And here live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael. Karen, thank you very much. President Joe Biden told allies that the explosion that killed two people in Poland was caused by Ukrainian air defenses. According to two officials familiar with the matter, it was ultimately sparked by the Russian missile barrage on Ukraine. Biden delivered the assessment during a conversation with NATO and group of seven allies in Indonesia. Former President Trump announced his candidacy for the White House in 2024. Trump says President Biden and the Democrats destroyed the economy and he will fix it. In the NBA, the Knicks won. The Nets lost to the Kings 153-121. In the NHL, the Devils won their 10th straight. The Capitals lost. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, Michael Barr, thank you. It is 649 on Wall Street. Let's turn to news and science and technology now with the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT has joined with McKinsey and Company to establish a McKinsey Digital Capabilities Center specializing in biopharma manufacturing. Learn more at njit.edu. And here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. It's NASA's most powerful rocket in 50 years. And liftoff of Artemis 1. 
we rise together back to the moon and beyond. Early today, NASA's new moon rocket blasted off on its debut flight with three test dummies on board. That brings the U.S. a big step closer to putting astronauts back on the lunar surface for the first time since the end of the Apollo program 50 years ago. Well, according to a new report, 90 percent of the counties in the U.S. suffered a weather disaster between 2011 and 2021. Some endured as many as 12 federally declared disasters over those 11 years. More than 300 million people, 93 percent of the country's population live in these counties. Rebuild by Design, which published the report, says California, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Iowa, and Tennessee had the most disasters, at least 20 each. And Apple is taking a major step toward reducing its reliance on Asian production. Bloomberg News has learned the company is prepared to begin sourcing chips for its devices from a plant being built in Arizona. Apple CEO Tim Cook has said the factory will start up in 2024. That's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Nathan. Okay, Karen, thanks. We're live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, where it's just about 6.51 on Wall Street. Time now to check what's going on in D.C. Some of the top stories from our nation's capital include President Biden and allies urging caution following the missile strike into Poland. Former President Trump defying calls to move on with an announcement he's running in 2024. And Mitch McConnell in for a Senate leadership fight after Republicans' midterm disappointment. Let's bring in Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins from Washington, D.C. As NATO's Secretary General Jan Stoltenberg addresses reporters right now, Emily, on that missile strike. Here's what he had to say moments ago. And we have no indication that Russia is preparing offensive military actions against NATO. Our preliminary analysis suggests that the incident was likely caused by a Ukrainian air defense missile fired to defend Ukrainian territory against Russian cruise missile attacks. And some of the other headlines coming in from those comments from NATO's Jan Stoltenberg. This is not Ukraine's fault. Russia bears ultimate responsibility. Emily, what is the White House saying now about this? Well, President Biden said on on Wednesday that it's unlikely that a missile that killed to a NATO ally, Poland, was fired from Russia. But he pledged to support Russia's investigation into what it what uh, what has been called a Russian made missile. At this point, I think there's still a lot of uncertainty going on. There's a lot of fact finding that members uh, are, are officials are looking into doing. Uh, Reuters has reported that Poland has no conclusive evidence showing who fired the missile that called an explosion in a village near the Ukrainian border. And I think at this point, there are just a lot of questions still percolating about whether or not this was an attack, whether or not this was intentional, and about what needs to happen. Um, Certainly, the U.S. is still focused on continuing funding for Ukraine. Uh, The White House is asking for additional funding to be included in the year-end spending bill. So there's still a lot of focus on that on that battle that's occurring and on the war there. And I think at this point, uh, folks are just waiting to find out more information on exactly what happened uh, in the explosion in Poland. So what would you uh, be looking for uh, as we continue to uh, watch this investigation develop? I think for me, I, you know, for Fred's 
as someone who's not an expert, I'm going to be sitting back and, and waiting to get some clarity on exactly how things are moving forward. You know, I, I cover Congress. I was asking a couple lawmakers about this yesterday. The response I got for most of them was we still need to be brief. We still need to learn the details. Um, clearly, you know, new things are, are coming out throughout all of today. Uh, I think certainly if there is evidence that this was an attack on purpose by Russia, that is going to change a lot of the dynamics about how lawmakers are thinking about this uh, invasion into Ukraine and what it could mean. Obviously, uh, Poland is a, a NATO ally, but I think at this point, uh, you know, I don't want to speculate too, too far because this might uh, turn out to be something um, that that wasn't intentional and, and doesn't want to end up ultimately alternating um, the course of the war in Ukraine. All right. And uh, we do want to pass along this red headline uh, from NATO Secretary General Jan. Stoltenberg's comments as we continue uh, to monitor the developments. He is saying that the Polish blast was likely caused by an errant Ukraine air defense. We'll continue monitoring developments, of course. So let's turn to your beat, Emily. Congress and uh, domestic politics. Of course, we got the announcement that uh, everybody knew was coming. Former President Trump wants to be current President Trump again in two years. Yep, the twice impeached uh, former president uh, who has been had had a hand in losing a number of recent elections has announced that he does again will run in 2024. Uh, this wasn't a huge surprise. Trump had kind of toyed with this idea, hinted at it for quite some time. Uh, but I think maybe perhaps what is more of a surprise is how you've seen a lot of the Republican rep- party respond to it. Now, you've heard a lot of frustration from senators saying, you know, it's time for the party to move on. Uh, they blame Trump for their losses, not just in 2018, but the presidential in 2020. They blamed him for losing the Senate in 2020. And then they noted that a lot of the candidates that he endorsed and he backed in 2022 ultimately lost. And so you are starting to see that there is a shift going on to try and find someone uh, who perhaps isn't going to isolate as many independents uh, and really going to bring the Republican Party together going forward in 2024. Um, of course, there's a lot of attention right now on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, given the big victory that he had on uh on last Tuesday night in his reelection for governor. But th- there are really a bunch of other potential candidates out there and We've got two years to see how it all plays out, Nathan. Oh, joy. It's not just the uh, search for a Republican standard bearer now. We've got a search for a Republican leader going on now in the Senate, too. Yes. So the House, uh, sorry, rather Senate uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell who will remain Senate Minority Leader after Republicans had a really disappointing night on election night. They were not able to gain control of the Senate. And so you've seen uh, Florida Senator Rick Scott step up, and he said that he will be challenging Mitch McConnell for the chamber's top Republican leadership position on Wednesday. Uh, There's also been some calls to delay the election, so we will see what happens with that. At this point, though, it does seem like McConnell has the votes that are needed to keep his position at the top of the Senate Republican Party. Um, I think the big question is is how does how does the sentiment against him continue? Is he able to keep Republicans together or does that get more and more difficult as folks begin to question his leadership challenges? Of, of course, Senator Rick Scott was someone who had a lot of support from former President Donald Trump uh, and Mitch McConnell and Trump. They've really been at odds with each other ever since January 6th, where McConnell came out and blamed Trump for the riot on the Capitol. 
Yeah, lots to come as we watch the direction of the Republican Party after this midterm. Emily Wilkins, as always, great to have you on with us. Bloomberg government reporter Emily Wilkins from Washington. Read more at Bloomberg.com or on the Bloomberg Terminal. Listen to Bloomberg Radio in the nation's capital at Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. S&P futures down a point. Dow futures up a point. NASDAQ futures down 11 points. Lots more on this market with Bloomberg Surveillance coming up next with Tom Keen, Jonathan Farrow, and Lisa Abramowitz. For Karen Moscow, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.